You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast, covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Um, You said it right this week. I said it right this week. I don't sound We sound better. I don't sound like garbage. Things uh, are looking up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we did we did take some time to talk before the podcast. So mm-hmm. but it was not because of audio delays or no. frustrations. So we are starting this week off in a much better place than That's we right. did last week. Thank you, everybody, for uh putting up with that. And um, you know, it's this is this is part of being in the in the entertainment business, you know. That, John, <laughs> that's, that's right. what that's what we that's what we call this, right? It's a tough industry. Um, <laughs> it's a tough racket. We'll chew you up and spit you out, but people seem to enjoy the episode. Everybody's embracing our our new slogan, mostly fine, a little shitty. Um, <laughs> so it's just part of the territory now. It is. It is. Yeah, we'll get that on some shirts. Everybody can. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, actually. No, I think it'd be pretty great if we put that on on a shirt, but then we put it like a little off center. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Or like so. some sort of distortion or something on it, like <laughs> blurred faces, like our post. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Yes. Get at us with your best ideas for shirts that are a little shitty, and we'll put them up in <laughs> the store. Yeah. Um, speaking of a little shitty, uh, John, I have a beer that I'm going to drink this week. Okay. <laughs> even though, even though I don't actually think it's a little shitty, I thought okay. it would make a, I th- thought it'd make a pretty funny transition. Yeah, I was like, what you got something in the back of your fridge, you're trying to finish off or something. I got myself a Bud Light Lime. Hey. Uh, because I'm a man of class and sophistication. <laughs> and I mean, as much as we do love Bud Light as we've been sharing this summer something like mostly fine a little shitty is a pretty good slogan for light beer too <laughs> it's true yeah I've been drinking so many light beers and light lagers mm-hmm. which may be a little redundant but uh so I'm I don't know I I'm a recent convert to the Bud Light we have talked about how we've kind of come full circle from drinking shitty beer Mm-hmm. in college to now being in our late 30s and being like is shitty beer is shitty beer great <laughs> what about that shitty beer we used to drink <laughs> remember what's that? that what's going on with that shitty beer i mean i haven't had i don't think i've had an old style since uh 2006 but yeah i don't know if i could fuck with a, a 40 of old style like i did back in the day no it's uh i think 40s are Maybe in the rearview mirror for us at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cracking yeah. this bad boy open. Well, that's good because I also kind of have something a little shitty tonight. Ooh. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've done any water wars on the pod. Ooh. Um, but I got myself a, a hard seltzer tonight. Oh, shit. 
have a quirk uh blueberry lemon and lavender from boulevard brewing uh or boulevard beverage company and uh four percent abv so pretty good and i've had a couple of other quirks and i was very pleasantly surprised by them so decided to go to the seltzer route tonight not be as satisfying as a beer probably but uh yeah my memory these are these are quite tasty which we've had some seltzers on the pod which are not very tasty that's true this is a hit though this is good speaking of taking a hit uh and seltzers yeah uh i had recently a small there uh indeed we've talked about a bunch indeed mm-hmm. brewing in minneapolis uh they did a limited run of a seltzer called too good t-w-o good Mm -hmm. and it is a sparkling lavender lemon seltzer Mm. but it's not alcoholic john but it does have thc in it hell yeah so it's two it's only two milligrams of thc and it also has some cbd in it yeah and because they just uh legalized that's right uh edible thc products in minnesota recently Mm -hmm. uh because by accident (laughs) by accident because some dumb republicans (laughs) didn't realize what they were voting for and like wait do we just legalize weed and we're like hell yeah um so it's but it's only edibles and it's like five milligrams per dose or, or less or something like that sure so you can't get like super high potency stuff but you know you can feel pretty good after one though. take more (laughs) um but you could only get these to go you couldn't have them at the bar which i think is smart yeah because you don't want people to be drinking and then like drinking (laughs) thc right um seltzers so you know and so they did run out of them uh but kristen and i got some and the first night we tried them i mean combination of lavender thc and cbd what? it 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 is it puts you to sleep man yeah, yeah, yeah it is it is it chills you out like i was right. so i got so tired and like after an hour i was just like i'm so tired yeah and i mean it's good it's a great flavor the right. lavender and lemon combo is so good it's very crisp and it's not sweet so i like that it's one of the things that I don't always like about seltzers, mm-hmm. especially uh, like alcoholic seltzers. Yeah, that they, they tend to be a little too sweet. Yeah, but this is a good. It was a good, uh, good run, and I'm hoping that they. I think they're gonna. They're talking about going up to five in the next whatever next ones they do. Nice. So that sounds pretty good, man. I gotta get my hands on some of this. I, uh, I think I talked about on the pod how like. Um, I forget if like Jenny was out of town or like had something going on some weekend night, but I was like, I'm going to take a big old edible. I'm going to turn <laughs> sure. on planet earth and just like vibe <laughs> sure. out watching some dolphins or whatever. I was so excited about this plan. It had been a long week. I took a big old edible, turned on planet earth and passed out immediately. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, it's, it's a waste of a nice Nice big old chocolate bar. Waste of um, an edible. Yeah. But not oh, a waste well. of 
giving your your body yes. what it needs to I, recover. I clearly needed to rest, but I really wanted to vibe on those dolphins. So maybe <laughs> I need to pick up some uh, THC drinks instead. Hashtag dolphin games. vibes. <laughs> big dolphin vibes. Big dolphin. <laughs> big John's got that big dolphin energy. <laughs> we've, we've always the real BD. <laughs> um, yes. Well, <clears throat> speaking of BD, yeah. Did we? Uh, did we hear from any callers this week? <laughs> Has some energy to share with us? We sure did. You know, we have a voicemail line, mm-hmm. uh, 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. And sometimes people have uh, opinions about the show. They share them with us. You can email us too. You can email us your voicemails through a voice memo. Um, and <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Mickey. Uh, who also called us last week. She has some uh, follow-up to our episode. Jesus Christ. I knew the second I left my voicemail, I was like, there's somehow something is going to be twisted in my words. And I didn't exactly know what, but fucking nobody's hating the last two seasons. And honestly, (laughs) I stopped the podcast immediately to leave this angry voicemail. So maybe you redeem yourself. Maybe I'll be calling back in a rage in three minutes anyways. But fucking real shit. The <laughs> podcast is still great. We still love you. We still love it. Just haven't been following as closely. God. Ah. Uh, for life. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> so she goes on this, you know, leaves this voicemail trying to be like, this is not what I was saying. I wasn't saying that we hated it, but then she ends it with being like, we're just don't, we're just not following it as closely. So it's just right. sort of like negating her exact <laughs> point that she was mad about. Look, I still <laughs> love it. I just don't really listen to it as often. <laughs> Look, we still really love you. It's just what the content, the product you're putting out, we have no interest in. <laughs> we're just kidding, Mickey. <laughs> just, we're just observing. There's been a general trend of folks being like, yeah, we still love you guys. Just not, you know, not paying as close attention this season. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we, this is the kind of feedback we need. You know, uh, we, we care about, especially what our Patreon punks have to say and the people that are, Mm-hmm. you know giving us giving us them dollar dollar bills and they're are financially supporting us and yes uh so we we care about um that kind of a, that kind of feedback and and you know john this was something that i had been tweeting about today as as some people had seen i was getting uh annoyed by this that because Mick uh, actually Mickey was the person who um brought my attention to this this thread somebody said uh this guy named Richard Clark at the Richard Clark on Twitter said as a podcast listener what's one thing you wish people who made podcasts knew and it's just a laundry list of people complaining about content that they're getting for free. Uh-huh. And he doesn't say like, what's something negative? He's like, what don't you like? That's not how he framed it. But everybody responded with like things that, that, that are like that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people were saying like, and the part that pissed me off, and this is what uh, 
Mickey had sent me. This guy's like, the six minutes of banter up front has to go. Nobody cares. <laughs> and um, and then somebody replied and said, please, God, please. And Richard replied, y'all, what podcasts hurt you? <laughs> um, and they talk about this. People are like, like, talk about how it's a waste of time. I'm like, you're listening to a podcast. What are you? What what do you what is happening that you can't do while listening to a podcast? Also, the entire concept of a podcast is people talking. Right. What you like, they just want you to just get to the point. Like, you know, and so I I was pissed and I said, lots of people in this thread complaining about content they're getting for free, content that can be a labor of love for the host. Guess what? Not all not all podcasts are strictly for listeners. Uh, also, LOL, the dude mad about six minutes of banter. He'd hate us. <laughs> um, this guy, Richard Clark, responded to me, and he said it was honestly surprising to see how strongly opinionated and combative most of this feedback was. And he said there are definitely two tensions fighting it out here between creators who should be free to experiment and try things and listeners who should be able to react to those things uh, how they want. And I said, for sure, I get that my long form podcast might not be for everyone, but to declare no one cares about right. the hosts and their banter and relationship also negates the listeners who enjoy it. Podcasts aren't for an audience of one. And I also said, in the moment we try and nail down what every single audience member would prefer is the moment it stops being fun. At the end of the day, I care most about whether or not I'm having fun. And that might sound selfish, but if I'm phoning it in, why do it at all? Mm-hmm. And this is part of what John and I were talking about before we started the podcast and why we've been sort of trying to solicit feedback about what bands to cover. Because, you know, while at the same time, we want people to listen and, and enjoy what we make, I also want to care about what I'm making. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't you know, I don't want to be a jukebox where it's like, talk about this and we do whatever, whatever anybody wants. Uh, I, I want to be able to hang out with my buddy every week, mm-hmm. shoot the shit, talk. And uh, I mean, John, John, what we've been doing for these four plus years, like has mm-hmm. grown and strengthened our relationship and made gotten, we've have, lots of new friends and relationships because of it and mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose that and just trying to chase after you know the people that aren't going to listen to us anyway it just seems silly yeah. and if you want a podcast that lasts you know 10 minutes and you want to get to a point just go fucking read a book. Maybe this isn't <laughs> for you. Maybe this isn't the medium that, that if you're just like, I can't, I can't stand listening to people have a conversation. It's like, well, sorry to tell you coming from what Mickey said, you know, obviously we're giving her shit, but you know, um, we want people to care. Um, but I also want to care. Yeah. You know, we've got the, we've got the timestamp there. If you're, if you're here for the <clears throat> album discussion, right. But uh, we've long said, uh, you know, the fun of being part of Magpod Nation is in is in the bullshit that precedes the album discussion. Um, right. So yeah, we're here. We're keeping this community going. We're having fun with each other. We're just trying to figure out 
the best way to do that. That makes everybody happy. Right. And uh, I don't know, maybe bumming out <laughs> indie music for a year isn't going to be the ticket to do that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm still having fun. Uh, yeah, but we're thinking about we're 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 considering options for, uh, you know, how to make the pod the best it can be. So, yeah, we are continue to be open to hearing your suggestions about that. Yeah. If your suggestion is to change our show from being no uh, bullshit for an hour at the top, uh, we will reject that suggestion. <laughs> um, you know, two hours minimum most of the time i think is our second slogan so yeah it's it's only been recently that we've clocked in under the two hour mark um it's a little too reasonable for us <laughs> it's true you know it, you know danny danny stairs and mickey are they're like they want they want three hours minimum yeah, you know you're chanting three hour podcast <laughs> and danny clarified three hours minimum which we have cracked, you know, a couple times. So. We we certainly have. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Goaty Hook Sumo Surprise yeah. al- uh, episode was maybe our longest episode ever. That's, that's kind of a couple episodes in one. So, uh, yeah, it's, go it's, find that if you want. Many you want. hours of content. <laughs> yeah, love that smashing driver. The pumpkin band. <laughs> Is that? That's not the cackler. No, I don't know. Or is it? Maybe. (laughs) 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 I like that. The little bell. So that was him. That's the same number. It is. Let's hear what he said again. Love that smashing driver and the pumpkin band. You know, this is a big reveal. This is the first time we've heard non-laughing vocals from Phantom Cackler. Well, I mean, he was also, season one, he was also Mike Moen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Mike Moen. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad I to don't, hear him. I don't know what he's saying. He <laughs> loves that smashing Driver 8 pumpkin bands. He's <laughs> talking about the Driver 8 smashing pumpkins comparison which multiple people have called out enjoying our billy corgan impressions let's let's so let's set the record everyone. let's set the record straight your billy corgan well i don't impression. know you brought in we <laughs> which everyone loves that so everyone loves a we thank you fan cackler for loving that smashing driver and eat pumpkin bands we appreciate it <laughs> what a guy what a guy what a legend uh robert snyder Hi guys, this is Robert Snyder from Jacksonville. Uh, you all talked about having lower engagement this season, and all of the bands so far aren't what I've really listened to much before. I still get a gigantic smile on my face when I get that alert that a new episode is dropped. Uh, I don't really care who or what you guys talk about. You do a whole season on Creed. And I would still listen and support. That's why it's Magpod for life. Uh, Love you guys. Our dude. Dude, Robert, this is, thank you so much, man. This is a guy who gets it. Man, Robert, we love you, man. That's that's so very nice. encouraging to hear. It's, that is a very that is the kind of voicemail I needed at this exact moment. Yeah. Um uh, but 
Robert, I hate to break it to you. We're probably not going to be doing with pods wide open. Uh, um, I was going to say my own pods, and <laughs> um, but pods wide open is better. Under um, the pod light. Uh, my pod sacrifice. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm out of Creed songs. Should have been there on a Sunday podcast. <laughs> um. Can you pod me, Caster? Season five? <laughs> season five. So yeah, with pods wide open, we will not get Scott Stapp on the pod. <laughs> yeah. talk, about a, talk about a season of being bummed out. Yeah, that's uh, much, much later down the line <laughs> when we <Yeah>. get desperate. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh dudes who are like <laughs> i don't know if you saw that christian nightmares post with aaron lewis from stained <laughs> i don't think so oh my god is uh, he a christian dude yes it's a uh, it uh it's it's a bummer aaron lewis talking about his uh he's got a little folk song here or country song of some kind it were up to me the church would stay open. Oh boy. If it were up to me, the borders would stay closed. And the helping man would go to those still working. Fingers to the bone. Can't help. Wow. Yeah. Um, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we invoke it's been a while all the time because you know, we think of Stained as being sort of a funny, shitty band. But I didn't know that he'd gone full MAGA. Like, he went, yeah, he went full MAGA. And he's wearing an FU Joe hat. And kind of shirt that says like I identify as I think it says it is, looks it looks like it says I identify as a patriot okay. from what I from what I can like surmise from some of the other letters it looks like I identify as a patriot mm. you so he's like as an asshole <laughs> yeah uh shit like he's he just looks full full douchebag I didn't uh, know that I mean yeah I didn't know this had happened yeah, uh, it, it's it, it it sucks. Full mega country Christian. <laughs> In case you didn't hear that, he said, "If it were up to me, the churches would stay open. If it were up to me, the borders would stay closed." <laughs> uh, cool. So that's uh, that's what that guy's been up to. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of the the comments were being like, uh, you know, he's like he he's like I can't I can't uh can't ima- I imagine like how good it could be or something in the lyrics mm-hmm. and it's like and people are like dude you're wearing like a hundred thousand dollar watch <laughs> i think i doing think okay. you're okay i think you're doing all right hmm. but you know all right well stain slash aaron lewis uh possible season five <laughs> stay tuned for that no absolutely um, not uh, okay. even though even though Aaron Lewis is trash, uh, 
I will not give up. It's can't do that. He's given he's given that to the culture, and uh, that's true. Who it, are we it, to reject it? You know, I sort of think of the same thing as like J.K. Rowling. Right. It has <laughs> her her body of work. It it has been taken from her and it is owned by the people now, and to an you know to an extent. Mm-hmm. So uh stains shitty is it's ours sorry yes. Aaron. sorry not sorry just as uh it's been is, is not going anywhere i don't i don't <laughs> think there's anything particularly problematic about those bare naked ladies they don't, <laughs> don't seem like mega guys but you know who knows yeah i mean they're they're canadian so i'm not sure who they're you know yeah it'd be it'd be weird to be uh a MAGA dude in Canada, but I don't know. Remember all those truckers blocking things? Ugh. Maybe the bare naked ladies are in those trucks. We don't know. <laughs> it's been one week since we blocked the road. I don't know. Oh man, I wish the churches would stay open, Andrew. I just, That's all I wish, I just wish, man, it's it's so hard to be a Christian in this country. It's like. No. It's so hard to be a Christian in a country where a majority of the people are Christians. Ugh, so I just wish it were easier to to do that. Yeah. Like, to get on a video and like say that you're Christian and like and and it's just like illegal to do that, you know? Uh, if you want to get canceled, I mean, <laughs> the, the woke mob will come for you. So that's true. That's true. Um, Anyway, thank you, Woke Mob, for calling in with your thoughts <laughs> this week. Um, let us know how woke you are. Um, I don't Eight know. Seven uh, seven Woke Mob. <laughs> you can leave us um, a vo- you can leave us uh, an email at magnifiedwoke at woke dot woke. Woke Mob for life. Woke mob. Um, <laughs> woke pod dot lib. <laughs> if it were up to me, our voicemail line would stay open. Um, so, which it will be. So we 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 truly appreciate hearing from you folks. We're not fishing for people being like we we still like you. We promise. But it is nice to hear uh, yeah. that people get a smile on their face when those when those pods drop. You know, look, John. I I'm I'm not above uh, saying hey. You know, compliment. <laughs> I've it's been it's compliment been me. <laughs> it's been. Uh, it's been it's a rough been. year. It's been a rough year and rough couple months, and uh-huh. you know, having having a having a dude be like, you know, new episodes make me smile. You know, that just it just warms Absolutely. warms the old cockles. It does. Um, we'll have more cockle warming uh, in our next segment. Well, we'll you can you can this album. You, you can warm your own cockles. <laughs> right. Everybody, take a break. Warm your cockles, come back with us, and we'll discuss Marilla's Forest first album, Super Deluxe. Hey, John. Hey. Have you heard of Small Step Records? You know, the name is familiar, but, but tell me more. Well, Small Step Records is a faith based DIY record label with mm-hmm. bands that are melodic punk, pop punk, easy core, emo, and ska. And they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services you should check them out andrew not only that Ooh. they are magpod's first official sponsor oh really starburst got nothing on these guys all mm. right these guys are the real deal <laughs> uh the tagline is love god love others listen to pop punk 
you can go to smallstepbrecords.com, check out the cool records and merch and bands they have, and we will be, through their generosity, offering some giveaways in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, on our socials of some of these Small Step Bands records. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, John, unlike some record labels, which may have come up over the course of the podcast, the artists on Small Step always keep 100% of the rights and ownership of their music. Yes. So any money that goes to Small Step goes directly back into supporting the bands. This is a label with integrity. So you love to see it. Love to see it. Small Step. Check them out. Smallsteprecords.com. Hi, I'm Liam Hooper. And I'm Peterson Toscano. Together, we co-host the Bible Bash podcast. Each month, we look into a different ancient story. We're curious to find insights into our own queer lives. We discuss these and share our findings with you. You can find the Bible Bash podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out at the end of each month. And we're back. Yeah. Talking Morellis Forest. Talking that super deluxe. It's about to get fuzzy up in here. Uh, It's about to get a little too fuzzy for your boy. We're going to have a controversy. Whereas last week, uh, I was indignant over John not liking Driver 8 very much. John's about to be indignant over me not liking Super Deluxe very much. Yeah, I'm going to yell at you for an hour. This album rules. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, know who would love you know who would love this record? Who's that? Todd Glass, because it has <laughs> so much reverb. It's way too much reverb on it. I'll tell you. You put this album on, you get a live drummer. It's going to sound great. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I just have so many opinions about how uh this album could have been mixed at all to sound any well, kind of way i think that part of its charm is the lo-fi production and mixing i think it works well with the fuzzy dreamy nature of this record but we will get into it god damn it john i am a big Morella's forest fan as of this week <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think, I think when I first heard of Marilla's Forest was when we started the podcast. I don't have any memory of listening to them. Uh, perhaps I saw their name here and there, but really, I mean, before the season, even people started talking about them with the sort of Christian alternative world. I'd see their name a lot, but I just don't have any background with them. Um, so Andrew, when did you first hear of MoFo? as Morales Forest fans call them. Remember how I've talked about how Goaty Hook played at North yes. Park and think they played with them? I think they might have. I'm not wow. like I just I just had this memory right now and like was were they one of the bands that played there? And I'm I'm trying to look it up right now. So I'm seeing that Morales Forest played at North Park in 1998 and i have yep. a memory of that so 
I'm pretty sure I did see them, but it wasn't at because I have a memory of the uh, Viking Hall mm-hmm. uh, slash Hamming Hall, whatever, whatever it was um, back then and being in there for the show and seeing the table of okay. merch. So it wasn't in the big gym? Because that's where like right. Five no, Iron no. and Squad would play. Uh, shit. <laughs> this is very important for people to know. This is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I honestly okay. I, no, you're you are probably right. It was, I think it was in the big gym. Yeah. Okay. Glad we got that cleared up. This is we couldn't move on until we get this figured out. <laughs> um so to answer your question, uh at least 1998. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know but nothing about them. that show made me want to listen to them anymore. <laughs> um boy, I I would have been very excited to see this uh, live back then. Would have made me a fan. Sadly, never got to see them. Um, but I know they loomed large for a lot of people in this scene um, growing up, but a very frequent, uh, frequent suggested band for us. I'm happy to finally get to them. Um, and I am now a big fan. Um, Merlin's Forest formed in Dayton, Ohio in 1992. Uh, the initial iteration of the band and the band structure for most of the time that they were together is Sean Johnson on guitar, Sydney Rents on vocals, Christopher McCorkle on bass, and Nate McCorkle on drums. Uh, in 2001, Jesse Sprinkle joined on drums and Joel Vitao joined on bass. Um, but, you know, very shoegazy, um, very Starflyer adjacent, um, similar to them, you know, Noisy, so many pedals, so much distortion, similar My Bloody Valentine influence, um, definitely doing similar quiet, loud, quiet thing we've been talking about this season uh, where songs sort of explode for the chorus. Um, the difference being her vocals, and I love Sydney's vocals. Um, you know, I'm very much a sucker for that sort of 90s distorted guitars plus dream pop female vocals. I just love that combo. I think at times it reminds me of Mazzy Star vocally, mm-hmm. um, band I care for quite a bit. They also really remind me of this band February, which is a reference that nobody will get because they were a 90s Minneapolis band, um, but contemporaries of them releasing stuff at the same time. And I think a really similar vibe. I liked them a lot growing up, um, but they released a demo um, in an EP independently before signing to Tooth and Nail. And then uh, put out four LPs with Tooth and Nail um, and the EP Hangout on Tooth and Nail in 1995, which was taken from the same sessions uh, from Super Deluxe. Um, it broke up in 2002. And I would say I really like all their albums, but they definitely get increasingly poppy. And they kind of talked about finding it difficult within the Christian market, sort of feeling the need to make a cleaner record each time to sort of right um <clears throat> appeal to the market but knowing that they were perhaps a little too weird to really break out in the same way that some of these cleaner popular bands were doing um but i think all the records are interesting and we will get to the next one next week um but super deluxe was released in august 1995 and to the nail um you know as we alluded to i think it's got a very lo-fi 
sound uh, and vibe, but I don't mind that. I think it, it fits for this. I think it works great. I like the sound of it. Um, I love all the guitar stuff. I love the like stomping on the pedals for most choruses. Um, you know, there's definitely a formula to this. Um, in the in you know not the same kind of way but in a way that there was a formula to drive rate that we talked about but in this case it's sort of like dreamy guitars and vocals for the verses and then this explosion of distortion pedals on the chorus and goes much bigger and then pulls back again um but i don't know something about the kind of psychedelic guitars and her vocals oh. and the bass lines uh, i really really like it i like every song on this record um so we will have plenty to go through in terms of your disagreement with me about that um but it was uh produced engineered and mixed by chris colbert who also plays guitar in a few songs um co-produced by steve hindelong who played percussion um colbert produced mike knott frank lenz plank guy uh, hindelong produced a lot of the prayer chain and the choir and together those two produced uh joe christmas and luxury records as well um, and then it was co-engineered by Bill Campbell, who does background vocals on a song. Uh, and he would go on to play in The Throws uh, with Mac with Matt McCurdy of Driver 8, who we talked about last week. Um, all lyrics by Sydney here. And um, another not a Christian lyric to be found on this album, mm. as far as I can tell. Um, although the liner notes do say, all things right. possible through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Similar to Starflyer. Yeah. Um, but mostly love songs, um, sort of love songs, uh, you know, pretty poetic, although fairly straightforward. But they're these sort of little vignettes. But I feel like you can kind of follow it as a loose concept album of a relationship if you try, if you look at it that way, uh, which we'll kind of get into. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was going to mention. Um, this guy, Alan Parrish, who uh, wrote about Christian alt-rock bands in a collection of essays on Medium called Crindy 95, uh, got Chris Colbert to write about this album uh, on the 20th anniversary of it for this Crindy 95 thing he did a few years ago. And I should shout out, uh, I found out about this through Joel Hanghartsey, who may be an possible upcoming guest, wink, wink. Um, but uh, he he pointed me to this write-up that Chris Colbert did of the record, and I just wanted to read a couple paragraphs from it because I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> so he hadn't listened to it in like 20 years and then went back and listened to it and wrote about it. And he said, what a weird, noisy mess. This was pre-digital. <laughs> there are no edits, no manipulation. Everything in there was performed. I recall spending a lot of time crawling on the floor, setting up guitar pedals and long, confused chains, and Sean and I both having to stomp multiple pedals from verse to chorus. Mistakes were made, and I was delighted to hear those mistakes 20 years later. All the noise would not have been music in the end if Sydney and Steve didn't do such a bang-up job with the vocals. In the end, it's Sydney that brought the humanity to the racket. The harmony and counter-melody that Steve added with Sydney is real magic that makes the guitars make sense. Steve's percussion also defines the rhythm when all could have been lost in guitar static. He was brilliant at letting me go way out there sonically and not losing sight of the song. And I feel like that articulates well what I think is special about them, where... They do really go out there with a million pedals and distortion and a big fuzzy sound, but I feel like the sort of core melodies of these songs are always sort of intact. They mostly remain really pretty underneath all that wall of fuzz, uh, and I really like that combo. 
Um, but I look forward to you telling me why I'm wrong. I would uh, never, I would never tell you I you're know. wrong about a genre of music that is so outside my sure. purview. Yeah. So do you remember what my review of Hey What was? Too much noise? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I believe it was uh, hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. This is the the most recent low album for those uh, who don't know that. <laughs> I, I There are points of listening to this record where I'm like, this is difficult and and so here's the thing i like mazzy star uh i like a lot of star flyer i there's nothing wrong with dream pop and shoegaze to me mm-hmm. um but i i also recognize that noise pop and like this sort of noise record is mm-hmm. a little bit different than something like dream pop or shoegaze uh i know that those are that distortion and fuzz can be an element of of shoegaze but this to me it just the the fuzz and the i think it's just the tone of the guitar to me is just so it's not the it's not the fuzziness that's a problem it just sounds it's it all sounds flat not not flat like in terms of like the notes are flat but just like there's like there's no texture to it it just sounds it's maybe not dynamic enough there's there's not there's yeah there's not a dynamic range going on like yeah when i the things that keep it interesting to me is like so like i on my earbuds and in my car and on my stereo at home when i would be, be listening to this i would manually lower the treble a lot i would <laughs> yeah. turn the bass up some and try and like adjust this to sure. make it sound somewhat listenable because it's not my ears aren't tuned to this kind of sure uh because i i for me to get a melody it's like if i can't hear the melody in the guitar then i have to rely on the vocals and and the bass Right, and oftentimes Sydney's vocals are also they're pr- they're very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like her performance. I like the harmonies when they kick in too. Sometimes this was an issue in this kind of when we've talked about these kinds of records is that there's they can be very washed out. Yeah, pretty low in the mix. Mm-hmm. Very low in the mix, and so I'm re- essentially I'm relying on the bass yeah. to like <laughs> figure out sure what's happening or if there but sometimes there are cleaner guitar rhythms or guitar lines yeah and that's something i can pick out but the guitar tone to me is assaulting and 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 harsh yeah and um it's just not a a style for me as evidenced by our our times we've discussed low and how it's just like yeah i guess i just i'm I'll let others who can appreciate it appreciate it. And the enjoyable moments for me on this record are sparse. Yeah, I, I think that's all fair. Um, is it fair to compare it to like maybe you'll be watching a movie and you'll text me and be like, so what what is this? Like, what what is this about? What is this for? <laughs> like, you mean when I text you about Nightmare Alley? Nightmare <laughs> Alley, I was with you in terms of like... I was like, because it was like 40, it. 45 minutes in, and I'm like, 
like nothing has really happened. Like, is <laughs> what is going on? I mean, like Nightmare Alley, uh, uh, Del Toro movie. That's the direct, the directing, and the the cinematography mm-hmm. and all the costuming and yeah. the aesthetics of it all beautiful. Yeah, not the most compelling of stories, right? Uh, to me, but you know, whatever. No, I think I'm, I'm pr- pretty much with you there. I guess I'm just like, I feel like there are times when I'll mention some piece of media I like, and you're like, I don't, I, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, I, I think I respond to sort of like feeling like if something is challenging that I'm engaged with it. Mm. And there's like a fine line between challenging and just like, this isn't for me. Like, it's not that I didn't like driver eight. It just felt pretty formulaic to me. Whereas like this feels like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I like, it's like a weird beer. (laughs) I, I like something that's, I might not like love this, a story or an album as much as other kinds of stories or albums that are like purely what I like, but when I don't know exactly what's happening and I find it like challenging and I have to sort of perk up my ears and figure out what's going on, that feels more exciting to me than a lot of other stuff. I don't know if that's a fair no, comparison I, to make, but that makes sense. You explaining that about yourself mm. is some is in that way is it makes more sense than I think I've ever heard you maybe kind of explain mm. this before. Because yeah. normally I'm like <laughs> the joke is like if something's a little bit shitty, then John's probably gonna <laughs> like it. Um right, right. So and if for me, like you know, you're you're the whole thing with <laughs> with like when we were talking about Yellow Second and you like elevation mm-hmm. or not el- elevation uh, altitude, altitude was my was my jam, right. and you liked the album that came before it because it was more lo-fi and and I thought the production on Altitude was just outstanding yeah. and th- i i just loved what he did and and for you it sounded too polished but right right so for me like to, i i was just thinking when you were talking about like oh you don't know what's gonna happen and so you park up and, it, and and like for me sometimes i find myself returning to tv shows or certain media because mm-hmm. i find the comfort in the yes. familiarity yeah so like I'll I'll watch a TV show or movie I've seen a billion times, right? Uh, not because I don't like new stuff. I mean, we all we you and I talk about our favorite albums of the year every year, so we're both engaging in ingesting a lot yeah. of new music, a lot of music that we both like um, and we share in common. But there's sometimes where I'm like, you know, I want to watch Back to the Future for the nine hundredth time, sure, because there there's a level of like. I know where this is going and it's comforting and uh and it's not that i don't i don't know there's just because you but also at the same time you love uh glossy pop music so it's right. not that you can't appreciate that yeah um and it's not that you don't like something with a formula either right so yeah you know all this to say john potter contains multitudes <laughs> and as I you don't, i don't know what it is about this this style of music that 
you know, I've tried and I've like tried to listen to that low album <laughs> and and like there's certain bands like that I, I recognize people love bands like LCD Sound System. And I'm just like, God, this is going on forever. <laughs> it builds. Like, it takes a long time to build. And I know. And I'm just like, but the payoff is not it is not there for me. It is not. Got to dance yourself clean, Andrew. That is like um, the one song that I can even handle. But even still, I'm like, this Daft is Punk going is playing at your house. Your What's house. That? Daft Punk is playing at your house. You don't know I that do. one? <laughs> Daft Punk is playing at my house. My house. That's a great I would. I would much uh, rather listen to Daft Punk. Well, he has a song called Daft Punk is playing at my house. Anyway, it's great. Um, L- LCD pod system uh, next season pod yourself clean <laughs> that's better he goes one up me um i think that's an interesting observation because jenny and i have this <laughs> difference in approach to media consumption all the time where i'm like oh there's supposed to be this weird new hbo show and she's like eh, i don't know let's rewatch parks <laughs> for the 10th time and i'm like i know uh, jenny i get it <laughs> she rewatches shows over and over and Go i wake up jenny and tell her i understand her <laughs> and i appreciate that it's a cozy blanket but sometimes you need the new baby and what i i, I think it's the same reason that i like love horror movies and you and jenny do not where i'm like <laughs> i don't know what's going to happen and the tension kind of makes me like interested and uncomfortable and for her that tension is too much she'd rather have something cozy in what she knows and i'm like no i need something weird and new that i don't know what it's going to be so that that could be part of it but i already i already have anxiety i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't need anxiety in my media as well (laughs) i think that's fair i think it helps me feel like in control of my anxiety to some extent (laughs) um that is it's aren't brains interesting (laughs) the thing that like quells your anxiety is the thing that like (laughs) exacerbates my anxiety it is oh brains oh brains Um, (laughs) fucking idiots (laughs) i'm just giving you all these drugs so you can try and be normal for a goddamn second chill out please you just chill Um, for a second yeah but i think i no, i think you articulated what it uh oh (laughs) sorry i i i opened up a beer and it's like uh you know you know what they you know all these craft beers are just filled, filled to the, the brim top. it's not like a bud light lime Andrew. that's um <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead no i just i think you articulated well what doesn't work for you about it and i get it i think in the same way that certain kinds of things can sound monotonous for me the like big distortion for a long time without like a form to it or without a form that doesn't reveal itself for a while can sound sort of monotonous for other people so I get it. I, you know, this album is not as out there as something like low, but I do think it has elements of that. Um, so we'll have to get into it here. Um, I want to shout out briefly that they did a Kickstarter for the vinyl release of this record uh, that launched last fall and the, and the record's just coming out this month. So I don't know if there's still a chance to jump on getting that somehow if folks haven't, but um, yeah, I, I think this would be a cool record to have. So check that out. If you're interested, they're not, they haven't reunited or anything like that, um, but they did put out that, and I wonder uh, how different it would sound. Probably not very, because they seem to enjoy that lo-fi nature. Looking back on it, um, yeah. But should we uh, should we dive in here? Uh, I think we should. Track one 
hang out and maybe just turn turn if you're listening to this in your earbuds maybe just you know turn <laughs> it down mix a little maybe mess with, mess with the mix maybe turn it down a little bit before you can uh you know and so you can adjust sure so hang out so much <laughs> this is a definition of a song that's really hard for me to listen to <laughs> okay those, so it's those, my number three i'm sensing it's not in your top three it is not in my top three <laughs> okay <laughs> those sort of like uh harmonic noise mm-hmm. it's it's is too much for your boy <laughs> like i can appreciate some of that like but it when it's like louder than like other elements in the mix I and mean, it's like it just is it drowns out everything it's just too this the mix is just too all over the place for me well tooth and nail thought different because this was their first single uh the only song they did a uh, video for um and probably one of the more well-known songs of theirs i believe um but I hear you, but I I think, I mean, the guitar is obviously the the prominent sound of this record, and the distorted guitar, um, the guitar run through pedals and uh, feedback, and you know, so I, th- I another sort of point of comparison to other media, I guess, is when you've talked about like, you know. Nightmare Alley is a bad example because I didn't really vibe with that one too much either. But like, there are times when I've said like, you know, I don't really. There there are times when I don't really care about the story of a movie if I'm super into the visuals. I can just sort of let it wash over me, and I feel like the distortion, the feedback, the harmonic thing, like all that. I'm just letting all this distorted guitar wash over me on this record. So I'm like, the more sound of that you got, the more you got to throw at me, the more I'm gonna let it wash over me. So I appreciate it. I think it's a nice intro to the band and the record in the sense of balancing that distortion and noise and weirdness with the prettiness of her vocals and her vocal performance. Um, you know, doing that thing of the noise and the verses and then very pleasing sounding, pretty melody in the chorus. Um, and I, the, I don't know, the crunch, the crunch of the guitars matched with the sort of major chord melodies is just really pleasing to me. Um, the video is aesthetically very nineties. It's I mean it's very very nineties. Yeah. Uh, lots and lots of primary colors. Yes, I have that uh, note as well. <laughs> uh, which is just, but it's also just a really weird. <laughs> they're like playing with like 
a light bulb light bulb and like fruit and like one of the dudes <laughs> yeah, like fruit. takes a bite out of an eggplant uh, yeah that sounds so 90s the director's like grab an eggplant take a bite out of it take a bite it's bitter you're gonna like it take a bite out and there's, and there's like yeah. lots of like close-ups on weird stuff there's like yeah. some cl- close-ups on like some grasshoppers and right. <laughs> in a jar you know this is like we've talked about the box you remember the, the video channel yes. where you'd yes. call in with your order i don't remember seeing this on the box like but it would be very much like one of those ones that you'd see yeah <laughs> advertised as like one to order now um yes i wrote in my notes uh, lots of solid primary colors, both in the background and on their ringer tees, which the band is wearing. <laughs> um, there's a single light bulb swinging around, which feels very peak 90s. Yeah. Uh, Sydney has a really short bleached haircut, you know, Ooh. sort of <laughs> sort of uh, Dolores O'Riordan style. Oh, yeah. Um, a short hair girl with a pretty smile, if you will. That's right. Exactly. Um, so like a, a fun video, um, but you know, very, very nineties. Silver um, wearing it like a silver dress sitting in uh, this like weird modern chair. Man, I miss like music videos. I miss when every band had a music video and a big budget and they do they'd sit in weird chairs. <laughs> what a good time. <laughs> um, sit in a weird chair in, in some sort of industrial factory space. Exactly. That's what we all want. Wear a silk shirt or some sort of <laughs> V-neck sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I definitely had some V-neck sweaters. Um, <laughs> we all did. We all did. I love. Next, I love uh, send us your voicemails about V-neck sweaters. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I I just love how fast and driving this one is, which is not necessarily typical of the rest of the album. Um, so it's my number three in my top three. Not uh, doesn't beat the others, but uh, but it's up there for me. Um, the lyrics are basically like. Hey, have I seen you before? Where do I know you from? <laughs> yeah. Sort of feeling each other out. Perhaps the, the very beginning stages of a relationship, if you will. Uh, but yeah, the couple kind of meeting each other. I'm curious to hear your thoughts moving forward about the other songs. Speaking of this being your number three, my top three songs are what we refer to as soft three. Soft three. Okay. Uh, so there's Mine no- are hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there's some that i'm like this is really cool but it, okay. they're not songs that i'm like super passionate about um okay. i think it's primarily like there's some really cool things that are going on but outside of this you know episode will i seek out sure the, the songs on this record after the fact probably not but fair you know the mix maybe is is a big part of the problem for me sure but then that sort of doing a disservice to the whole style sure that, that they're trying to accomplish so yeah yeah and going back to the whole first segment morella's force doesn't need to be for me right sure so like if it's not if it's not my thing i don't it's not like morella's force needs to change and so what i did is like instead of complaining i just like oh i'll just adjust the sure. bass and the treble on my own headphones to listen to it in a way that is a little bit better for me. Yeah. So, but you know, I digress. Sure. Lush of spring. Mm.
Ugh. It's so good. It's my number two. All right. <laughs> um, I am extremely into it. I just, I love okay. that shimmery guitar pedal sound. Um, those ethereal vocals. I mean, her voice is really pretty here on the song. Um, what what shimmer? All I hear is just <laughs> caustic fuzz. I don't hear. I don't hear any shimmer. Wait, just just play it. Play play the ending. Play the beginning of that second verse again, right there. There we go. Maybe shimmer is not exactly right, but the like the big just it soars the like it just feels so big and like soaring and powerful. <laughs> Andrew is shaking his head. <laughs> it's it's uh, ironic to me. The song is called "Lush of Spring," and there's there's no lushness to be found. Ooh, disagree. Lush as hell. Um, <laughs> I, it really does feel like I love the sort of like like that's what's happening in the verses with the guitar. The bass is doing tons of cool stuff. The, yes, the bass is the saving grace of this song. Her voice sounds so cool and ethereal. And that's like the verses and then boom, a big explosion in the chorus that still retains the like dreamy melody of the verses um yeah I, I, and, and, yeah the <laughs> I, and i like the lyrics we saw the light so sweetly written upon the night completely mm. getting up on the air of the hill your visible dry teary eyes in my heart will be not tonight tomorrow mm. great love it works beautifully with reverby ethereal vocals everything else that surrounds it is just not <laughs> It's just too it's just too much man yeah i'm vibing on it i i love the lyrics you read i feel like the lyrics too are very dreamy she repeats a lot of the lyrics um and this is kind of the okay so they met each other now this is kind of like the early love they're really romantic we saw the light so sweetly you know it's like very that dreamy early stage of a relationship um so i like the vibe here a lot um a cool heavy bridge too um that then goes back into the verse but but keeps everything loud uh i want to hear some of it but i also like do i need to limit the amount of times like we got to hear this part no no absolutely no limiting (laughs) where am i going 349 That transition back into that just feels so big and satisfying to me. The drum fill into the, but if it's not satisfying to you, I understand how it would not feel like a lush of spring and wouldn't be your number two. But to me, it is. Great I'm sorry, time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. You know, I've, I'm, I've I've had to start looking at albums to make sure that the names of the songs are correct yeah because one of these is not 
on yeah on spotify one of them is not correct <laughs> fizzle kiss is listed as fuzzle kiss fuzzle kiss <laughs> which is also it's kind of cool which, sounding. it's kind of cool but it doesn't uh you know i don't know what a fuzzle is no but this album does feel like a fuzzle <laughs> it does it, that, that could have called this album fuzzle deluxe <laughs> i like it yeah i kind of like it better uh wonder boy not to be confused with the tenacious d song <laughs> we agree on that yeah song fucking rules which you the might song, not say but no the song is great it's it starts off with a melody i can i can wrap my head sure. around yeah, yeah and the the sort of like warbly yeah it's the paul lind of guitars <laughs> i was just gonna say that as soon as you went, <laughs> oh man it's great it, the that, f- a phrase that no one has ever said before. <laughs> the Paul Lind of guitars. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, but, we're the only 90s Christian alternative <laughs> podcast that regularly invokes Paul Lind <laughs> to describe its music. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you're welcome, everybody, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that the, in the bass, the great. Yes, the bass sounds great. That little guitar, warbly guitar sounds great. Her vocals. So when it and then when it because it starts out quiet, yeah. I can wrap my head around it. I understand the <laughs> melody, where the melodies are going. Sure. And and then the chorus, I can still, even with all of the fuzz, it still works for me. Yeah. Um, because I I've gathered all of the information I have needed going into the course. Uh-huh. And, and, and there's that like sort of after she says, no, you're mine. Uh-huh. And it has this sort of like squealing kind of sound yeah. that the sort of feedback. Oh, I'm like, that's that, that rules. That's great. Love that. Another sort of nineties alt rock yeah. staple. That re- I, I was, I, I was, I kept waiting for there to be some sort of pumpkins esque like, yes. Wee! Yes, like sort of thing happening right there. Right, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but but uh, even that little squeal for a second definitely reminds is, me of pumpkins. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I this I love this song. Like that great 
vibrato guitar riff that you mentioned is such a cool sort of 90s sound to build a song around like just i don't know there's something that's very like 90s about that to me um yeah that really strong mazzy star vocals here just i don't know i i don't don't want to sound like a creep but i feel like the sexy vocals are (laughs) are all the way turned up uh, on this song john Um, potter is canceled i'm canceled (laughs) but these vocals are sexy folks i'm sorry yeah here to say well, it. you know, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of sexiness this <laughs> this season. It's true. You know, it's a lot of sexy folks. A lot of sexy folks. A lot of a lot of sexy, sad, sad. It's like sad, sexy. You know, there's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very style. it's very specific. <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific vibe. Um, but just those kind of yeah, those breathy Mazzy Star vocals really works for me. Um, pretty pretty first verse and then yeah just so satisfying when those pedals just get smashed for a huge yeah. distortion sound and you know when it's coming in and just burn, burn, burn. yeah that squeal yeah. on the chorus with the pretty vocals on top of it um and yeah the way that the bass line builds up into the chorus you're like oh we're going somewhere yeah um I, yeah i just love every guitar sound on the song and there are many um it's so satisfying to me. And <laughs> yes. I think there are many guitar sounds. That is <laughs> there for sure. um, I think, you know, even though uh, Hangout, I think, was the big single, this I think this is the song that most people sort of seem to know them for, remember them for. This is the most streamed from this album, um, at yeah. least. Um, so this this one feels like the most likely to sort of cross over if any of these songs were to. Uh, like you said, there's sort of a there is a pop song structure to it even if there's a lot of guitar noise on on top of it but i could see this being you know comfortably among uh pop radio you know alt rock of the 90s rotation um and again just you know sweet simple lyrics still on the sort of early falling in love stage if you're following it in that sort of trajectory but yeah she repeats that i know you're mine somehow i feel it all the time on the chorus just i don't know pretty dreamy vibe here yeah um but yes it did have in my head this week history of wonder boy and young <laughs> nasty man which is a different wonder boy <laughs> wonder boy that's telekinesis kyle i love that song anyway <laughs> i definitely did in high school when i was in my i had a video production morning announcements class we <laughs> we had video morning announcements every morning and so I, that was my i was in this class and we did um like the all the production parts for that but one of the other things that we did was uh there were video introductions that we would have to the announcements and i definitely did a goofy introduction based around the wonder boy song by tenacious d uh it's super cringy but as <laughs> as like all of those intros are now when i've looked back on looked back on them find the video release the feeling <laughs> cut it's i mean all of them are on youtube yeah let's but, pull it up share uh, that on social oh god <laughs> what is the secret of your power <laughs> i want to see you singing that one i mean i'm not singing it but well, you're 
mouthing it, doing something. Well, we'll I'll we'll I'll pull it up. I'll pull <laughs> okay, it up. We'll we'll get there. Any other non tenacious D uh, opinions about the song? Nope, I've shared my top three, and they're the first three songs. So <laughs> perhaps basic, but uh, no, you, you know, I was basic last week. You can yeah. be basic this week. <laughs> okay, good. All right, superstar. my number three okay uh i like the song quite a bit as well yeah another one of those songs where starting off with a little bit of a a bass thing and mm-hmm. and i like the sort of sparse instrumentation going on in the verse and i think that's maybe why i like some of these songs because it's not everything happening all at once. Sure. It's not like every yeah, yeah, sound, yeah. every pedal on. <laughs> sure. There's there's little bits of, of noisy texture under some of mm-hmm. the bass and some of the other sounds. And it's not like overpowering everything else. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think it's it's very fuzzy the entire time, but it sort of moved between moves between modes on this one, maybe yes. more more than others um but to the extent that like yeah if that if that first verse and that opening are a little more stripped down and you got that cool bass then like the chorus then moves into the the distortion i really like the chorus a lot here i love yeah. the like yeah, i like that little so cool. the, the wailing guitar sound the wailing guitar and then like the way that her vocals kind of match that where it's just like this like sort of strained pleading i don't know what i do (laughs) i just don't know what i do she doesn't really do that in any other songs i think it sounds really cool um yeah so i just don't know what i'd do if you complain anymore well i don't know what i'd do if i stay here too long so now we're getting into the argument stage of the relationship yeah honeymoon is over angsty love song here good stuff yeah it it's it's interesting like because you know she it's starting to point out like it's like why do you have all those shoes <laughs> right. why do you bring all those clothes but it's funny that she says how come you never shut up <laughs> and it's interesting when because in uh wonder boy she says it's so easy for you for you just to mm. talk yes and I then she's that, like yeah. and she's like how come you just don't shut yeah, the fuck that's up? That's <laughs> a good. That's a good note. Yep, it's like the same stuff that you find attractive about a person initially can be the same thing that drives you nuts eventually. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I know. Yeah, I love that line too about like, oh, it's just so easy for you to talk. Like, yeah, I don't feel that way about myself. So I understand 
sort of saying that about somebody in a romantic <laughs> relationship. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's funny that, you know, Kristen talks about like when we go places that she's like, she talks about bringing her extrovert along. <laughs> yes. Like, and, and I'm just like, yeah, the person that's just like, I can take the wheel and I'm like, can be the outgoing one because like it doesn't exhaust me to right. just be like, Hey, what's going on? Right. Strangers, person I've never met. Let me, t- <laughs> you and Jenny will, will be our extroverts that we take around. You'll be the ones <laughs> to rewatch TV shows. Uh, what's her deal? <laughs> 13 years, bro. Next month. Remember? Oh, Hey, uh, Hey, <laughs> bear, bear, bear. um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kristen rewatches TV shows too, but you and Jenny can rewatch TV shows. I mean, Kristen will listen to some like distortion or something. Uh, you guys can go be you can listen to your, you can listen to your sad girl indie and <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I'll, I mean, I still don't want to be around anymore, but you know, at least I can <laughs> do it while watching parks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, good stuff. Good stuff. Oceana. Hmm. Or o- Oceania. I, I, I was yes. That's how I pronounced it in my head initially. Was how you said it too. But then I also noticed. I guess it's o- Oceania, 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 Oceania. I don't know why I'm like starting to make it sound Italian. Ocean, Oceania, Oceania. Uh, I don't know. Oceania. <laughs> Let's go. this song is over six minutes long six minutes of greatness yeah um it's very pretty this would be in my top five i love this yeah uh there's i mean it's sort of it builds it never goes wild um no it doesn't but i love the sort of just that dreamy pedal sound the strumming the percussion her vocals it's a little bit of that underwater sound we talked about, like you're sort of dreamily under underwater here. Maybe evokes the ocean of the title a little bit. Sounds kind of hazy. I don't know. I just really love vibing out here. Um, well, that and it has this sort of lullaby kind of quality to it. Yes. And combined with hush your eyes, sleep now and the nightlight, you're fine. Yeah, I couldn't tell. 
I can't tell if this is a song about death or just a lullaby. Like, is it supposed to be comforting? I'm not really sure. Cause well, I mean, it says, shut your eyes. It's late. Think of heaven. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Right. And then the chorus is take no chances where we're going to end up. We don't know. Trying not to look up to see, take a blanket and wrap yourself tight in the morning. It'll be all right. But after that, it changes from hush your eyes to hush. You'll die. So yeah. I don't know. I, it is sort of comforting, but it's also like, we don't know what's going to happen to you. Try and take some comfort. I don't know. It's a weird one. It is a lullaby, but it's also like a little ominous. Um, yeah. I don't know. So perhaps comforting in death, perhaps just sure. a lullaby and invoking that idea. But well, I don't, I wasn't trying to say like it is a lullaby, but it has right, right. this sort of lullaby right. quality oh, I, to I, it. I wrote lullaby as well in my notes, but I was yeah. just trying to figure out like what kind of lullaby are we talking about here? Yeah. Um, Lola die, my right? like Lola die. <laughs> I love the uh, I just love the guitar sound of every guitar here. <laughs> um, because <laughs> there's a bunch of different guitar sounds, and even though this they're not, this song going... has everything by everything, I mean every, <laughs> every single guitar. guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is their longest song on the record, but I just it's extremely chill, it's a great vibe, you could sort of luxuriate in it. Um, listen to it while watching dolphins after taking so, an edible. Sounds pretty great, actually. <laughs> Oceania and repeat for just an hour. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, my kids got a trampoline recently that we put together for Elliot's birthday. And even though the hammock is the place I have famously yes. uh, zoned out in in the backyard for hours at a time, laying on that trampoline, it's a good vibe too. So I might I might take this record on the trampoline and hang out for a while. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that kind of takes a cool turn for the uh, the chorus. There's sort of an interesting chord progression there that you might not necessarily think would be coming, but I don't know. I I I love it. I really sort of like to luxuriate in this one. It's a it's a good jam, a good slow jam. Mm -hmm. Um, and the affirm <laughs> aforementioned fuzzle kiss <laughs> slash fizzle kiss, yes. uh, fizzle being the <laughs> Correct word. Yeah. Yes. harmonies Oof, love them yeah so good i love the song the chorus is so pretty but especially when those background vocals come in the blue on blue white is white oh it's so cool 
there's shimmery guitars here, right? You'll give me shimmery on this one. I'll I'll I'll, I'll concede shimmery. <laughs> okay, shimmery. Uh, just a great vibe. I don't know. I don't have a ton to say about it, but I really like what it evokes. Um, you know, not a wall of distortion here. Uh, a little more chilled out. Um, no, just, just sounds like a nature song. Maybe looking at the sky. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. either either looking at the sky or looking at water like blue yeah. on blue white is white i'm not sure um what that's necessarily uh referencing but well she it seems like she's sort of reflecting on winter here um as sort of perhaps a place of hibernation like as a metaphor for a relationship um she says also talks about water creeping down the stream the stones glass shells mm-hmm. yeah my understanding is sort of like so she says leaving will always be the hardest part to every journey that has filled our lungs giving to us energy that makes us strong stories layered one by one there's much to tell which is cool um and then ends with to return again stirring feelings that i didn't let go so to me this one kind of feels like the relationship is maybe ending or has ended and using sort of looking at nature in winter time as sort of a mm, the idea of returning again but feelings rising up again i don't know i i don't know exactly either but i think yeah sort of using looking at nature as a way to sort of think about something ending but then possibly coming back i don't know hmm. um this is one that uh bill campbell does background vocals on eventually too. He has those in, uh, as we mentioned earlier, and I think he sounds cool when those come in as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, really pretty cool one. And I think the title, the correct title of the song, Fizzle Kiss, probably yeah. uh, gives credence to your ending yeah. of a relationship song. Fizzling out. Fizzling out. Yeah. Um, but then there's the line that's that says, uh, "The problems there can't touch us here." So I wonder if it's like being being away, being in a a beautiful place mm-hmm. with the person, and it's like the problems that are part of our normal life. You know, when we're you know, things are going wrong or things are tough or shitty, you know, mm-hmm. at least, you know, here, you know, it's yeah. like we can escape that and we're here. Yeah. And, um, go in the woods and write some cool poetry. Yeah. You write your cabin core record. Ooh, yes, please. Puppy love L U V.
an interesting one. This is my number two. Okay, interesting. This song is gives me like sort of Riot Girl yeah. vibes. Da, 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 it's da, sort of da. like there's sort of like a little bit of a talk singing thing going yes. on. There's sort of the song feels a little bit more punk rock yeah, than, than any of their other songs. Yeah. And I could see this translating to like a Riot Girl style. Sure. I could see the Linda Linda's covering this song. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In the same way that she's sort of doing a different vocal delivery. Yeah. Superstar than anything else. She's definitely doing something different here. That's. And maybe I'm pulling a John Potter where I'm like, oh, the ones that like stand out different from the rest of the song. Yeah. The rest of the album. That's like, all right, more fuzz. I get it. More fuzz. (laughs) And then this, these are the ones that are like, oh, this is not just fuzz. This is right. Right. Highlighting a an interesting ding, 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 little bit yeah, of like that's interesting um, punchy kind of guitar riff. Right, it is kind of the inverse of our approach last week, where I was like the right. ones that feel the most sort of different of the driver eight were the ones that I liked the most. Um, yeah, yeah I, I it reminded me of like you know I've been listening to that Wet Leg record a lot this year. Oh. And her sort of chaise lounge. Chaise lounge yeah, it's got that sing-songy thing, which is very fun. Yeah, It does shift from the pulled back verses to a big distorted chorus, but it stays sort of playful and melodic throughout. I also think it has a really cool bridge that builds in a fun way. If we could hear some of that at 212. Yeah, that rules. Shake that maraca egg, I'm assuming. Yeah, do it. The percussion here is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, these sort of sinister synths come in, and we haven't really yeah. heard many synthy sounds on this record. Yeah. So they're like, wow. I'm like, Ooh, this is cool. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. It feels like a funky little sort of breakdown aside that builds back up. Yeah, I think of this one as sort of being a breakup song, um, or at least sort of not being in the same place in a relationship. You know, she says, when it comes to your heart, you are here and I am there. Just sort of like, perhaps we're in two different places. I don't know. That's kind of what I read it as. We're at the sort of breakup point in the arc of this relationship that I may be making up an arc for on the record yeah. but i don't know tell me something new tell me something new mm-hmm. tell me something different right so and so i'm wondering if it's like because it says puppy love when you're mine puppy love all the time so i'm wondering if it's like there needs to be more to mm-hmm. this relationship there needs to be more yeah. right, right, than, right. yeah uh than the i can't get enough of your fun 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 so it's fun to be in love and for and have puppy love, but like, tell me something else. Right. Yeah. Tell I think me that's, more. That's a good point and a good thing to call out because we get perhaps an answer to that uh, mm. desire with the next song. Glowing green. Oh, yeah. The- <laughs> If if you didn't if I didn't know this was Morales Forest, I'd be like, 
we are about to get into like some 1999 year 2000 like new metal song this sounds like (laughs) this sounds like the opening of like a pod song oh man see for me it's like smashing pumpkins psychedelic (laughs) early to mid 90s (laughs) rock but i can i i get it wish the churches weren't closed (laughs) sunny's about to come in on the track yeah it was the time when I was Party is a party when it gets shut down. Yes. Um, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel very cohesive to me. Sure, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of shifting sounds happening. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, I think sort of more, a little bit more of that like underwater sound, like thick, wavy distortion. Donkey Kong you know, Country. Donkey Kong Country, you're hopping on a swordfish. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that that vibe is really cool. The guitar sounds awesome there. The like, uh, love the bass line. Yeah. I think that invokes some of that underwater sound too. The drum parts are cool. I don't know. I just, I think there's a really interesting melody happening for the verses. And then again, a pretty, but weird <laughs> sort of on this like loop. Like it's, I don't know. It, it's yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things happening on this one. Um, I think there's a cool bridge where there's a sort of this like whooshing, swirling feedback, cool bass line, and the drums come back in for a groove. Maybe we could hear that at uh, 229. It's like this like like crazy sound and then all of a sudden we got that groove back with the I drums. like that I like that groove. Yeah, it's cool. The sort of siren wailing mm-hmm. siren sort of sound of the guitars. Yeah. Uh takes away from what I feel <laughs> sure. is like a really I, I understand. Cool, a really cool groove that's happening. 
I like that one thing moves into the other because you're like not necessarily expecting that to happen. And when it does, you're like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, lots of just sort of shifting, shifting ground on this one. Yeah. Um, lyrically, though, I think this is sort of the reconciling love song. You know, you talked about in the last one, wanting more. Then here she says, there's much more than what meets the eye. You've surprised me in every instance. This brings me love that's too hard to find. This is the time when all is forgiven. Continue on. So sort of, yeah, forgiving reconciling, you know, realizing or maybe appreciating that there's more than what maybe initially they thought was going on. That's my sort of read on it, at least. But what do you do with the, but I'm so lonely and I'm holding tighter knowing you, true love is a fire. I don't know. I guess I took it to mean like she was lonely in the time without the relationship. And I don't know, understanding the true love is a fire thing being like, maybe there's, maybe it's more, complex than it seems initially that like perhaps they needed each other in a way that they didn't realize when they were without each other i don't know what, what's your read on it true love is a fire i don't know she's horny as hell <laughs> yeah i <laughs> mean it's burning. a cool she's burning for him <laughs> it's a cool turn of phrase sure she let me stand next to your fire um yeah, that's, yeah maybe i mean they wanted to hold each other again and they wanted that fire back mm, being lonely hell yeah have a have a light bulb swinging around you. That's right. That's that's how I get down. That's the only so. way I can do it. <laughs> Let me stand next to your fire. All right, Stargazer. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. so cool i think it's cool <laughs> it's cool 
That's cool enough. It's cool enough for you. Um, it's I love that little twinkling guitar opening. Yeah, and then that bassline groove comes in. I don't know. It fits the name of the song. Stargazer, sort of dreamily gazing up at the stars, just vibing out, laying on a trampoline, <laughs> thinking about dolphins. Um, I don't know. I really like. I get that the <laughs> the chorus probably gets a little too wall of distortion for you but i think the baseline sounds really cool against that distortion and then these sort of like little pops of major chords that come in against that big fuzzy sound um, yeah i don't know it's not uh it's not one of my most favorites but I, I think it's cool and i like the vibe yeah it's i mean i i appreciate the sort of the the clean twinkly guitar yeah um but it's just kind of another song that doesn't go somewhere for me. And I do like that sort of distorted, what sounds like uh, like a guitar cable being plugged into like a turned on amplifier. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, just sort of like that, like cable noise. Let me see. Right. If I, I don't know where exactly it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I like that. That that's the sort of sound you get when you're like plugging in a pedal or right, like right. something, and it's just like I know. I love those kinds of textury things where you're like, oh, did I just hear that? Was that a mistake? Oh no, they, they did that on purpose. <laughs> like that makes me sort of like Or maybe per- they didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> like right, that's the thing. To right. to the point of the guy who you right. of what you read earlier, just like yes, all the mistakes and all right. the it's hard to say whether that was like, oh, you know what would be cool here is if we added that like plug-in noise or if it was just like, oh shit, like I oops, sorry, plugged in yeah, the pedal before we had a chance to turn it down or whatever. But like, I like that it's there. Um, I like this next song a lot more. <laughs> the closing track, Curl. <laughs> this is like what you hate. <laughs> I mean, everything surrounding the (laughs) chorus is a nightmare. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Um, This is like probably my number four. Like this is like (laughs) just outside my top three. 
almost entirely because of the chorus. Yeah. I like that the chorus is surrounded by that other stuff. It makes the chorus even sweeter for me because it's like this time they flip it. It's a distorted verse and a dreamy chorus. And they haven't really done that before. And so it's just like, it's, it's so crunchy, but there's kind of this immediate groove. Um, and the vocals sound so cool on the verses. It's like distorted in a way that sort of makes it feel immediate. Like the sound of it just kind of like fills up your headphones and then these great harmonies come in. So it's like, just from second one, it's like, and you're like, whoa, what is this? But then, yeah, that chorus is so pretty and major chord sounding and like, I don't know, it's such a nice transition from the crunch to the like, I don't care, I don't care. It's such a cool chord progression to me. Um, I think this is a great closer. Like this would be like a cool movie ending song or something. I could see like the credits coming up during, especially that chorus. yeah, I don't know. I yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, a little percussion. There's this amazing synthy sound that's about to come in here that I love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> John just climax. <laughs> Um, but that sound combined with like yeah funky little percussion behind it it's just like i don't know i love everything it's such a cool groove going on in this song um yeah just kind of like vibes out on that chorus on the chords of the chorus for the last couple minutes there following that and i love it Um, it's everything everything that they're doing there with that chorus is just so mm -hmm. is so cool yeah and everything surrounding it sounds like a mistake (laughs) disagree it's intentional to provide the contrast and it wouldn't be (laughs) as sweet without the other stuff um but the yeah just the repeated like i won't care i don't care like it's just so it's so fun i don't know and it sort of leaves this relationship in a good place like we're ending on this note Hold me in your arms. I will walk with you. Lost in a place I would rather be. I don't care. I won't care to ever leave this place. I won't care. I don't care to simply walk away. So it's like they are resolving to stay together. And I don't know. I just, I love it as an ending song musically, thematically. I love that they, like I said, just kind of vibe out on those chords for a while and noodle around. And it's just a really, it leaves it on a really positive, warm feeling note that i really like is as a way to sort of close out this album where we've seen so much crunch and distortion yeah it's also makes me wonder if this is like actually a concept album yeah well that's kind of what i'm saying with this loose relationship structure but i don't know if i'm making that up or not i don't know i mean just that's why i'm i'm wondering because we can trace it from song to song right as we have been Mm-hmm. But I also don't know what super deluxe <laughs> has to do with any of that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, as it, you know, there's, but also it just, it fits with the 
sort of retro car look right. that is on like every 90s album ever. Yes, yes. It feels very... Um, 1995. Yeah, that album. I mean, much like the video, the cover featuring this Hot Wheels car against a primary background with some funky 90s fonts. It feels very... <laughs> like you'd see that flipping through the CDs for sure. Well, <laughs> that the and the... the <laughs> The, the the cover makes sense with the band. It's like it's like what what font do we want for this? I don't know. Why don't we just use all of the fonts? <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's write it fifty times. <laughs> Marilis for us. Super deluxe. Super deluxe. Super deluxe. Marilis for us. Um, it delights me that people call them Mofo. That's a that's a very fun nickname. Can we um, talk for a second? Because we haven't talked at all about like the the different. Morella's Forest, the like Martin Brothers Morella's the Forest. The Martin Brothers Morella's Forest. I don't get that. I don't get it either. I was like, is this a biblical thing that I don't understand? Because that's such a random phrase, and it does not appear to be anything related to like religion or, or faith that I could find. So, how do two bands have that? I don't know. The closest I could find is there's like an Edgar Allan Poe, uh, something that relates to. Morella's Forest. Um, yes, there's a, a story of his called Morella, and there's a, a forest in the story. So I guess they both just independently liked this idea. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they, maybe the Martin Brothers thought first, and then this band was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We should use that again. <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but it is funny that they both happen to be from the sort of Christian alternative 90s world. Yeah, and especially and also be doing, you know, Jason Martin also famously doing shoegazy stuff. Right, right. So to have like two shoegazy people doing uh, a Morella's Forest band, it just seems. Yes, it is weird. Yeah, very weird. I wonder, I don't know. I wonder if somebody's like, hey, are you going to? keep using that name and they were like no we're done they're like cool we're gonna use it now. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know how that happened um but yes it is it is odd if anybody has more intel you let us know yeah um also let us know what you think about this band and this record in general um you know people are sad that i wasn't loving driver eight i suspect people will be sad that you don't love uh this album as much as perhaps they do but maybe there is uh i don't know maybe people feel similarly about the the sound here um be curious to hear people's thoughts and you can let us know what you think at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter follow and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review we'll read your review on the show email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And you can pick up some season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Check out Small Step Records for more. Uh, smallsteprecords.com for more. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray next week when we'll discuss Merle's Forest Ultraphonic Hiss. Little uh, ring, black ring, hole ding. sun vibes. Yeah.
Won't you come? It's <laughs> a good amalgamation. easy for you just to talk <laughs> <laughs> oh paul oh paul paul when did you first hear merlis forest <laughs> i guess it would have been in the 90s like everybody else <laughs> and i can remember much about the 90s <laughs> i was such a superstar <laughs> fizzle kiss more like fuzzle kiss i don't know <laughs> thanks paul thanks paul r.i.p for more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.